Hilchis Shara Bezatuma Perugvav Halacha Alach. Tumas Avedizor Medi Besevim, the Tumah, the fact that an idol imparts Tumah is a Dirabonon, a Tumah Dirabonon. The Yeshlem is material, but the terror hints to the concept. Hesiris, the remove the foreign gods, Asher Besechem, which are among you, Vitarov, and purify yourselves and change your garments. So Yaakov Avinu is telling his children after they did the uh, mass execution of the criminals of Shechem that the fact they have getchkas among them means they require purification. Now, now there are four types of avatuma that relate to Avedah Zorah. Avedah Zorah, the idol itself, things that serve it, serve it that are not actually idols, but other things that uh, that are, are for the purpose of a desire, the tekreivishala things, food that is offered to it, the yainish and then specifically you have wine that's poured as a libation that's its own unique category. The tumas chulam they are all the tumas rabbanon. So the fact that a is is uh, forbidden is of course deraisa, but the fact that it imparts tuma that's the rabbanon base. The idol itself makes a person tame if he touches it, and it makes it a vessel tame if it touches it. The clay if it goes into the airspace of a earthenware keli, it makes the keli tame even if it does not touch it. Conversely, if it would touch it, but from the outside, it would not make the keli tame. It must be an earthenware keli only contracts tuma from the airspace. However, it does not have the ability to impart tuma to a person who carries it, just like a sheritz is unable to do so. Shinemar says, you should treat Avodah as disgusting. So we learn from here, the Torah hints to us that you should treat the Avodah tuma as a sheritz. However, even though it's similar to a sheretz, we're not stringent in, in, in making the shear as small as, the minimum shear as small as a lentil. Rather, it is, it must be a kezayis. We're not more machmer with a vedazara than we are with an actual piece of a corpse. And the minimum shear for a corpse is a kezayis. If, however, you have, even though it's a full of vedazara, it's, it's the travel edition, or a necklace, for example, of a vedazara, that is smaller than the olive size, in that case, it is tar. It must be a kezayis. Gimel. If you take, cut off a limb of the idol, even if it was as large as a piece of wood that goes in the back of a cow when it's plowing, that piece of Avadizara is tar. Avadizara does not impart tuma if it's only a piece of Avadizara. It must be a complete idol. It must be the full idol. It says, Throw your getchiks away like someone impure. Just like an impure person does not is not metame uh, simply which, uh, by virtue of the uh, the limbs. Avedazor uh, does not impart tuma just with one of the limbs. It must be a complete thing. Now, a person must be a complete person to impart tuma. The limb of a person does not impart tuma as in terms of a dova, a person who is impure. Now, if a person passes away, or even if a person's alive and a limb gets cut off, then sometimes it does impart tuma. But that's not matzad dova. Dova means a person who's alive, who's tummy. All the leniencies of the various avatumas are the ones that are applied to the Zor because it's the one that are bonum. Therefore, Asua Kesheretz, they made it lean like a Sheretz in a time of a Masa that does not impart Tumma when you bear its weight. Ukameis, and it has a leniency of a Mace in a time of a Kazayas, and it must be a Kazayas 
uh, in size. And like a nida, or the word dove in the Pasuk actually refers to a nida. Um, a nida is not metama uh, uh, by its limbs. It must be a complete nida. If there's a, a arm of the nida alone, that of course is not in part tuma. Dalit. This if the avidazara gets separated into parts, we just said that the avarim do not impart tuma. Over here, you might think if it's like a simple, you know, avidazara uh, uh, that you can disassemble or reassemble easily. So even though a simple person who's not an expert craftsman is able to put it back together, even though you have all its limbs, because it's not put together, it's considered avarim and therefore does not impart tuma. Now moving on from the idol itself to the things, the accessories. The accessories of the Kesheretz have the status of a Sheretz. Therefore they impart to a person in Kaili by touching the Kleya Sheretz or to an earlier Kaili if it enters the airspace. The accessories do not impart to Tumah if you carry them, as long as you don't touch them. How large the accessory must be? It must be at least a kazayas. It comes to the accessory, even if you cut off a piece of it, as long as that piece is a kazayas, that does impart tuma like a sheretz. This is a stringency that we have by the accessory of a desar, more than the desar itself. The desar itself, a part of it, does not, does not impart tuma. It must be the, the complete idol, and it must be at least Kazayas. Where it comes to the accessory, even if it's not the complete accessory, it's just a piece of the kid that got cut off, but as long as it's Kazayas, it, it imports Tumor. The house of Vidzor itself, the church, uh, its stones, wood, and its cement, or the earth, has the status of an accessory, and if it imports Tumor, as an accessory would if it's a Kazayas size. Above. Person who enters, or even a part of his body, but the majority of his body and his head, the majority of his body, including his head, um, uh, enters a Avadazara, he becomes Tama, even though he doesn't actually touch the building at all, but he becomes Tama as if he touched it. Similarly, a Kli. Uh, uh, that even though it didn't touch the touch the uh, of a Dezara house, if the airspace of the Kaili goes into the opening of the Kaili goes into the Avadazara, uh, the church it becomes Tomes. Benches and uh, couches. That entered the majority of them, more, more than 50%, entered the Avadazara house. Now the church, they are they become because the church is considered a avatuma. Now other kalim, Rama does not discuss them regarding entering this uh, this church, so it's not clear what the din is. He he specifically describes benches and uh, couches, perhaps because that's a common example. A klicheres clearly contracts tuma, but a regular keli, if a if a knife or a fork, for example, entered. Into a, a base of a desara is that if that contracts tumma, it's not clear. Zion. The greatest of a desara, metama, mago, maso, canavelo, vishukazayas. Moving on to the food, the things that are normally offered to a desara, whether it's an animal, any kind of food, they uh, are metama, a, a person, by touching it or bearing its weight, just like a navela. Just like the tomb of an avela. Now, even if the animal is uh, not an avela, let's say we shecht it properly, or it's not meat, obviously, 
it's a Tama, and the shear is a Kazayas. Call it Dovash Makivan, Loya Betisabet Bin Basso, Bin Sharachalin, any food stuff you offer the Avidazar, whether it's meat or other foods, Mashkin or liquid, Akrilk and Avela, all has a status in Avela, Midrabon and Shakosha Kodar, and Zivchem Mason, the Basso Katilim calls it. Dead sacrifices. It all has. Again, we hear that the the the, 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 the Tanakh uh, references the idea of a desire being Even though the din is that, unlike an actual idol which can be nullified by a goy and therefore it becomes no longer usher to uh, derive benefit from. However, when it comes to the that which is offered to the Avedazara, it never becomes nullified in, uh, uh, in terms of being allowed to derive benefit from it once a person offers food to Avedazara. It's also forever. However, if a person does, is Mavatla, does uh, nullify it by treating it in a disgraceful manner, there's a question if that helps in terms of whether it still imparts Tumor or not. It's certainly forbidden to derive benefit from it. The question now is. If someone touches it, are they tummy or not? Avo, however, Kalishu to Kavis of the Zora. If you're talking about a Kali, a vessel that was offered to the Zora, I guess perhaps people would take their expensive Kalim and, you know, burn them for the sake of the Zora or melt them. I should be that if the Kali was nullified and they did, the, the, the guy who worships Avid the Zora treated it in a uh, in a disgraceful fashion to be to, to, to it. Tar, they become tar. The chen of the zara, which I'm sure should be treated similarly by the zara itself and the accessories, if they become nullified, and how exactly that process works, the Rambam describes in Hilchos of the they will become tar. That's not a question. So the zara itself and the accessories himself can be nullified to be considered now permissible to derive benefit from, and they no longer impart tuma. The uh, uh, However, when it comes to the uh, the food which is offered to it, being mavatlit does definitely not help in terms of being allowed to derive benefit from it. It may help in terms of taking away its ability to ability to ability to be matama. The Rambam says to Suffolk, we're not clear what Allah is. So Suffolk uh, Jarabon and perhaps the Kula, or perhaps you would say because of it's a Vedazara, so we're extra stringent. It's not clear. Now, all the food stuff we talked about till now, which is being offered to Zara, we weren't talking about wine. We we're talking about other types of foods. However, wine, which is poured as libation to Avedazara, that makes a person and vessels tame if they touch it. The klicheres ba'avir makes a klicheres tame if it enters its airspace, even if it does not touch it. It makes a person tame if he, if he carries it, just like an available would make a person tame. Must be kazayas, and the shear of this uh, wine is a minimum. Must be a minimum of a kazayas of wine of uh, of a desire wine. Whenever it says Asher Chelav Zechazvechem Ayechelu Yishiyin Asicham, who eat the fats of its sacrifices, who drink the wine of its wine pourings. So we see again, there's a concept of wine being of a desire. So the, the point of the pasuk is, in fact. That just like the shear of uh, the chame, the shear of uh, meat, which is offered to Avidazora, that the shear that it's mitama is a kazayas, so too the wine must be a kazayas, even though normally liquids we say the shear is revias. We're talking about wine that we know was actually poured with certainty to the Avidazora. Aval, however, stam yainu shel akum. When there's a concept of stam yayin of a goy that we have to be cheshish 
be concerned that perhaps the guy poured the wine for Avedazara and therefore we treat it as forbidden to drink and forbidden to derive benefit from sometimes even. Even though we're stringent in that regard, we're not stringent in regarding of treating it as Avedazara wine in the sense that it imparts the Tumen of the Rabbanon. We simply treat it like all other Tome liquids. And in fact, in that case, if it's wine that uh, we don't know what, what its status is, just simply belongs to a guy, it would have to be a revius in order to impart to him, and not just a kazayas. So wine is different than regular uh, regular food stuff that's offered to Avedah Zara in the sense that um, it, it uh, has an extra chumrah, that it's metama akli cheres, in its airspace, right? We, before we talk about uh, that's the difference. In Halacha Zion, we talked about other things offered to Avedazar. We did not say that it imparts Tuma to Klicheres in its airspace. However, Yain Nesach is unique in that regard that it, it does impart Tuma to its airspace. That seems to be the one difference why the Rambam singles out Yain Nesach over other things offered to Avedazar. All right, Talchates. Because Varam Shabbianum Khan. Everything we explained from the beginning of the Sefer Torah until now, at the Lama we can derive, you can learn, we learn, some avatumas are medrabonah, some are medrabonah, yud. Anything which becomes tome because of an ava of medrabonah, it becomes now a tulda Anything which contracted tuma from an av medrabonah is, is, is a tulda of tuma medrabonah. So in other words, if, it's, if, the, if the thing that caused the keli or the person to become tummy was an av, was a prime category, then the thing which contracted the tumma is a secondary derivative of excuse me. And if the thing which imparted the tumma was a prime category, then the item which contracted tumma is a derivative, a secondary category, any avatuma which imparts tuma by being touched, but does not impart tuma by simply bearing its weight. Whether the av is then a person who's touching this av will not cause tuma to clothing or any other keli for that matter that he is simultaneously touching while he's touching the avatuma. Nor will he impart tuma to a other person or to Kheras, to, to Kheras. Despite the fact that he's still touching this Av. Either way, whether he's still touching the Av or he already let go of it, he is either way a volat, he is a secondary atulda, a vishain. He has the ability to make food into a shani, however, he cannot impart tuma to other people or kalim and make them into a rishain. That will not work. That's if it's an avatuma which only imparts tuma. You can only contract tuma from it by touching it, but not by carrying it. However, any avatuma which has the ability to impart tuma to a person who touches it or or a person who bears its weight even without touching it, whether this av is a then the person who's touching it or carrying it bearing its weight or moving it, then the person who is touching it or bearing its weight will have the ability to to, to impart tumma to a keli or clothing that he's touching um, 
while he is carrying or, or touching this avatuma. And therefore, he has the ability to make these kalim or person a excuse me these kalim a rishon latuma. So you have the av, the av makes him a rishon, and while he's still holding on to it or carrying it, he has the power to make other kalim to make kalim a rishon as well. Touches food, the food will be a rishon if he is still holding the av or still touching it. We want you let's go over the tumah. He's no longer touching or carrying it. He is a standard rishon tumah. The any does not have the ability to make garments or kalim tumah. If he touches food, they're not a rishon, only a sheni. When is this true? That's the general principle of, of most of us, which impart tuma by touching and carrying. But the exception is a carcass of a dead animal or a chair or a bed upon which a nida or a zav or a zav or a yeledes sat or lied. However, a carcass or a chair on which a nida sat, even though they do impart tumma to the person who, by, by touching it, or even if he bears their weight, he picks up the chair, but he's wearing a glove, so he's not touching it. Nevertheless, a person who um, is touching it will not impart the garments while he's touching it, and if he touches food, the food is a sheni. However, if he's carrying it, then he, we do say that he makes other clothing tame while he's carrying it. If he, makes, he touches food, all the, all the while that he's carrying, bearing the weight of this chair, the food will become a rishon, as we said. So the the veil of the piece of a kazayas of a dead animal and a chair on which Anita sat are unique in the sense that despite the fact they impart tumor to a person who picks them up even though the person was not actually touching them nevertheless if the, uh, uh, the, 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 the nevertheless even though they have the koyach to impart tumma by being carried they do not have the koyach to make the person who is becoming tumway simply by, simply by touching them to make a beged into a rishon, or a food into a rishon. It's only if he's bearing the weight of the chair, if he's carrying the chair, then we say, or the, or the novella, then we say that he can make food or a keli into a rishon. If however, if, however, he's simply touching the keli that the nidda sat on, the chair that the sat on, or he's simply touching the carcass of the animal, he does not have the ability to make kalim or clothing tamay, he only has the ability to make food tamay, and then the food will be a sheni, not a rishon. Midgimel. The waters of the Paraduma that are, it's not just a small drop. It's enough that you could dip the that whole thing of hyssop in and perform the sprinkling as an, uh, on the person who's Tommy Mace. Even though they had a sense, a certain sense, they have the din of Tumas Novela, Ukamerkov, and like the din of uh, some a, a saddle on which Anita rides, in the sense that she Elahanaison that they only they only um, this water technically speaking the halacha is if you carry this this shear this, this amount of water of mechatas of paraduma water a person who carries it has the ability to impart tuma to a beged and make it into another rishon so the the water is the mechatas is an av it makes the person a rishon and the person will make clothing into a rishon. However, the halacha, technically speaking, is it's only if he carries it. Touching it 
he will not make the Begit into a Rishon. So technically speaking, Mechatas is the same as Nevela and and Merkov. Um, excuse me, I made a mistake in the previous halacha. I kept saying Merkov as a chair. Mishkov and Moishov is a chair. Merkov is a, a, a saddle that, that Anita would uh, would ride on. That's the unique uh, type of tumor that a Zav, Zav, Anita led us. If they make it Tame, then a person who then goes and holds that saddle, carries the saddle, then he has the ability to make the Godim Tame. However, just by touching the saddle, then he does not have the ability to make the Godim Tame. So just to clarify that. In the previous Lachiyad days, Give the example of a chair that was incorrect. The better example would be a saddle, something which you need to rides on. Okay. Akoponim. So mechatas is the same category, but nevertheless, on a technicality, the halacha is different because a person who touches the mechatas waters, he does impart tumah to garments while he's touching it, makes the derision. I look we said Allah is that it's only if you're carrying it, not because of touching it. We say it's, it's like carrying it. It's not possible physically to touch water without moving it. That's simply how it works. Therefore, by definition, by touching it, it will be considered carrying it because moving is touching. Um, moving and carrying are the same thing. And therefore, touching this chatas water, that person. Not only will his body become a rishain, but so will his clothing. And any keli is touching. For example, if someone touches the wool of a carcass, or the very delicate threads that are coming out of the saddle, also any clothing or, or keli he's touching simultaneously become a rishain together with him. These things are so delicate. It's not physically possible for a human being to touch them without actually moving some of it, without moving it. Therefore, all the while he's touching them, he will make garments he's touching or Kalim is touching, just like him, as if he was actually carrying it. Yudalit. A person who swallows a kazayas of kosher species of meat that's not shechted, so chicken from McDonald's. So while he swallows it, while he while he swallows it, any keli or clothing he's touching are tummy like him. They're also Any food he's touching while he swallows that kazayas is also Once he swallows it, however, it's no longer considered like he's touching the tumma. He's a rishin, but he cannot make other things into, into a rishin. He can only make food into a sheni. It's only the moment of swallowing that he has the ability to make uh, other things to reach it. The person who burns the paraduma, or the person who burns any other types of carbonus that are that are uh, their blood is sprinkled inside the kodesh, the kodesh and then the animals burnt outside the the harabayas. Or the person who sends the goat off the cliff on Yom Kippur, despite the fact that while they're involved in this process, whoever's involved in the process, even though they don't actually touch it, but they're involved, you know, using tools, for example, they do impart tumor to their clothing, as we said. They make the clothing a rishon. If they touch food, the food's only a shen So fascinating concept. The person who burns the paraduma or, or sends the goat off the cliff, 
in the whole process, when he leaves the Besamekdash, till the goat dies, if he touches a keli with one hand, the keli is a rishin. But if he touches a food or a wet apple, on the other hand, the wet apple is a shani. Okay? The first should explain why this is, because over here, the person is not contracting tumor from the paraduma because of him touching. It's because of him being involved in the process. So therefore, it's a step down. A person who touches an avatomo while it's in the mikvah can go into vele sheretz. You have a dead animal or a dead uh, rat in a mikvah, a mishkov or a couch that neither sat on, which is in the mikvah. And you touch it while it's in the mikvah. Your person becomes tame. I is in the mikvah. Shemet says, Ach, maim, bur mikvah, maim, yetar. The mikveh itself is always tahar but if a person touches their dead animal, dead carcass, he becomes tummy. The Pasik puts it together to tell you, if you look at even while they are in the mikveh, they still impart tumma. So despite the fact that a mikveh makes a person tahar, or a keli tahar, it does not take away the tower from whatever is in the mikveh and these type of these type of things. You can't tell you for the you can't tell you for the dead cow. In fact, even if the cow came out of the mikvah, it would still be it still remain tome. Um in a mikvah is in a gear However, the person who touched it while he's in the mikvah, so he contracts tumma while he's in the let's say he's in the mikvah, even under the water. Under the water he touches a dead carcass of a cow. He's tame. Now when he exits the mikvah, he 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 attains purity. Um so these extra now there's a few extra lines over here that don't don't belong over here. Um, so the point over here is very simple. A person who um, is under the water in the mikvah, and in the mikvah there's an earthenware keli. While he's under the water, he touches a dead cow. Then he touches the earthenware keli. And then he comes out of the mikvah. He's tar, but the earthenware keli remains tummy because it, it it's still in the mikvah. And in fact, when it comes out of the mikvah, it's still tummy because you cannot you cannot be metahar or the keli in the mikvah. So, um, if a person uh, is, is, yeah, is in the mikvah, let's say, so if he, if he, uh, while in the mikvah, he uh, he uh, moves the shed, the, the, the carcass of the animal, so if he's wearing clothing, wearing a bathing suit, let's say, it becomes tamay. And any food that's in the mikvah, now food, of course, cannot become pure in the mikvah either, just like, just like, just like, just like a kicheres. So if there's a, a, a loaf of truma bread in the mikvah and he touches it while he's still underwater after touching the carcass, it's tummy as well. Similarly, if, for example, there's a couch or, or a cushion in the mikvah and a zav goes to the mikvah, a zav, zav, a nida, or a woman who gave birth goes to the mikvah, and he steps on this cushion while it's in the mikvah, it contracts tumma from him. Now he will then when the cushion is, t- is taken out of the mikvah, it will become tar. Shrey also lights tefillah because the, because it was in the mikvah, and then when it exits the mikvah, the tefillah counts. mishkov mikvah. Now a person, um, so Ruvain is a zav, and he steps on the he steps in the cushion, and he tevils, and he leaves the mikvah. So because he steps on it before he tevils, the, 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 this cushion is tummy. Shimon goes into the mikvah. Steps on this cushion as well, and he becomes tummy. But then he leaves the mikvah. He's tar as well. Now, when the cushion is taken out of the mikvah, becomes tar. Shall they also lights tefillah because the tefillah counts? mishkov mikvah Now, this guy Shimon, if he's in the mikvah while he's standing on this 
cushion, which is tummy from a zav, if he sticks his hand out of the mikvah and touches someone or something, so he'll make the clothing or keli touches tummy. If he touches food or clothing, it will be tummy as well. Again, the point is, is that even though something is in a mikvah, it can contract and impart tumma. It's dafka leaving the mikvah, finishing the tefillah, but exiting the mikvah, that's when the tahara process is achieved if it's something which can be tefillah of the mikvah. Of course, if it's an earthenware keli or a food, tefillah will not be effective.